Hello and welcome to another episode of Locker Soccer, an MLS podcast. We're here once again with our guest from Rambling Runoff, Robert, and here to talk all MLS and soccer news around the U.S. Um, Robert, how have you been since we last recorded? I've been all right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know me just watching a lot of footy. Uh, I was able to watch uh, the Champions League final. I've been watching a lot of MLS soccer, of course. I've been watching a lot of the Open Cup, which has been exciting. I know uh, we recently had two uh, lower division sides go pretty deep into the tournament. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's been all good in the hood. How about yourself, man? Yeah, I watched the Champions League final as well as, well as um, a couple of the MLS games last weekend. And I've been watching some NWSL highlights lately too and on that note we'll get into um the all the news this episode we'll start with the biggest story in all of uh, american professional soccer when everyone's talking about la galaxy fire president chris klein after awful start to mls season la, LA galaxy have parted ways with president chris klein after a awful start to major league soccer season um Statement from Galaxy CEO, as our club, we would not achieve our goals or at the standard that we've established for the LA Galaxy. We believe it is the, the best interest of the club to make a change and begin a comprehensive process to seek new leadership that will return the club to the level that our fans and partners expect. We're thankful to Chris for his years of dedication and commitment to the LA Galaxy, both as a player and executive. As a LA Galaxy fan yourself, what do you think about that firing? Well, I think it's uh, very interesting considering that uh, in the beginning of the season, I think we're probably like four or five games in, uh, a message was sent out to season ticket holders, which I am not. Um, But I did see on the internet that a a season ticket message, season ticket holder message was sent out uh, explaining from the president explaining that if things were not going so well by the end of the season and they didn't meet their goals or any challenges that they had at the time were not fixed, that he would step down and leave the beloved club that, that he loved so much. Well, uh, I guess either a, he could not wait or uh, the upper echelons and the LA galaxy um, could not wait anymore either. And they decided to part ways uh, this all happened after their 1-0 loss uh, against Charlotte at home, uh, which was, in my opinion, slightly odd, and I think it was odd to a lot of people. But after that loss, uh, uh, Greg Vanny was in a press conference, and uh, Chris Klein semi-joined him during that press conference. He didn't speak, but he was uh, at the side um, waiting for Greg, and you know they both walked out or walked away from the stage together. So who knows what the conversation was, but uh, it was just interesting. Be more also more interesting because that same that weekend was Memorial Day weekend. So who knows if the decision was made to, to part ways after the game on that Monday when no one was really working, or Tuesday after you know considering it's a holiday here in the United States, uh, you know no one was working that Monday. So who knows the next morning on Tuesday, you know they had a discussion and. They decided to part ways. But um, I, if you're asking me, is it a good or a bad thing? I'm not 100% sure because I want to say we're still in the beginning, but we're starting to head towards halfway. Uh, it's a little bit dire for the Galaxy at the moment. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about their recent game in a bit. But uh, factually speaking, they're at the bottom of the table in the Western Conference, bottom of the table in uh, supporters, supporters' shield standing. So... We'll just have to wait and see what happens uh, after the All-Star break. All right. We have our second piece of Galaxy news that recently has happened, um, which, again, doesn't work in the Galaxy's favor. Um, Chicharito suffers torn ACL set to miss the rest of the season. Hernandez, 35, is set to miss the remainder of the 2023 season and will undergo surgery to begin really rehabilitation process on a date to be determined 
Hernandez suffered the injury in the 24th minute of Wednesday's 3-2 defeat to Real Salt Lake in the Open Cup. He was taken off the field on his t-shirt after he went to the ground on a non-contact play. What are your thoughts on um, Chicharito's injury? Uh, I don't know if you saw it live or not. And then also, um, how far does this set back the Galaxy? I did see it live from the comfort of my own home on my television screen. And uh, it was it's very daunting, uh, somewhat heartbreaking, considering that the the dis like terrible start that he had in my opinion uh with the galaxy not really scoring and then you know the pandemic happening but then you know his bounce back year and i was in 2021 you know taylor twelman say it best when they went out to inter miami uh wink wink uh, they went out to inter miami and he scored that first goal of the season and taylor twelman said you can hear that piano fall off the back of the truck fall off fall off chicharito's back basically you know all that weight that he was carrying like just flew away and he had a great start in uh in the past two seasons I think he scored at least 35 goals for the Galaxy. So I mean obviously much of those were uh in his second goal around where he even got injured then and he came back and he was still one of the top scorers in the league. But uh right now it has been a struggle. Uh he's on his uh bonus option which basically after last season the the Galaxy and Javier had the opportunity to either, you know, cut ties or continue, which they did. This is his option year. Um, so he hasn't. I don't even off the top of my off the top of the dome. I don't think he's even scored yet. Um, because he came back. He had he got a knock in preseason. Um, I was expecting him to, you know, come out guns a blazing. It hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen now, unfortunately, due to the injury. Uh, but I can give you some information. According to Kevin ba- Kevin Baxter, a reporter for the LA Times, uh, he already has discovered that uh, it is a. I think what they were what he referred to a level three tear, or a stage three tear, which basically what he explained was, uh, it's it's gone. Like the tear is bad. Like it's the worst of the worst. Uh, which normally is six to nine months. But, you know, it could take longer. Uh, for example, uh, Kristen Press, uh, U.S. women's national player, she also suffered a similar fate, and she hasn't come back um, in more than a year. Obviously, uh, male and female anatomy is a little bit different, but as a professional athlete, you, you know, this is what you do. This is your job. This is what you do every day on a daily basis, basically, and it's it sucks, you know, that that at his age, at 35 as well, which is important, that he might not even play anymore or step foot on the, on the field for the Galaxy. So we'll have to wait and see what happens after. Uh, I don't see the Galaxy renewing his contract. Um, one of their, their scouts, uh, Will Kuntz, had a, was already on, a, on another podcast. He was on Corner of the Galaxy. Already stated, you know, quote, I'm quoting him say, stating that there's possibility for having two open designated player positions with uh, Douglas Costa Chicharito's um, contracts expiring after the year, after the season. So we have to wait and see if he wheels and deals and bargains himself to coming back to the LA Galaxy or, you know, he moves on. Uh, I don't I don't see him being like someone like Zlatan Ibrahimovic who was also touted and put down in the ground as being done after his leg injury, coming back to the MLS or coming to the MLS, scoring a lot of goals, then going back to Europe to AC Milan, which is no slouch of a team, by the way, and, you know, leading them to a championship win with his time there. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a hard... It's, um, I know it's not going to be. It is a hard pill to swallow for the player and for fans and everyone alike. So yeah, it's a, a little bit of a waiting game now. Uh, I believe I did read somewhere. He's going to be getting surgery sometime soon. So best wish wishes to him, best of luck to him. And hopefully, you know, all ends up good for him in the end. All right, move on 
To our next piece of news, Wrexham AFC will conclude the summer's U.S. tour with a match at Subaru Park against Philadelphia Union 2 on Friday, July 28th. The Red Dragons' fourth and final game of the tour sees the National League champions take on MLS's next generation of stars. Kicking off at 7.30, the match at Subaru Park takes Wrexham to Chairman Rob Backlaney's home city for the first time. Uh, on that same tour, they will be playing Manchester United in San Diego and another MLS Next Pro side, LA Galaxy 2. And we move on into um, dueling stories in our final um, news section bit. Um, uh, Inter-Miami fired um, their coach, Phil Neville, on June 4, 1st, um, 2023. Um the club announced that they had parted waves with Neville at the time the club was in the last place in East Conference. Sometimes in this game, we have to make the toughest decisions, and sadly, we feel the time is right to make a change, said their owner, David Beckham. What do you think about um, Inter-Miami firing at the time? Well, I, I already know what you're doing here. We're building it up, and we're going to get there, but... uh. I was a little bit shocked that they got rid of him, but um, yeah, it was a rough start there at Inter Miami. I think David Beckham's trying to do it his way. Uh, he's part owner with uh, I think his name is Jorge Moss from from Argentina, and uh, I think they they're just trying to make an elite club. They're trying to do it a little bit different, uh, which hasn't been working so far. I think they did make the playoffs last season. Um, but I mean, it was barely, they had an early first round exit at New York on a baseball field. So it is what it is, but, um, yeah, it wasn't looking too good. And I think I know why they released him. I believe he was released because one, well, they sucked. And then two, uh, Jorge Mas probably had a well, he already had his ace off his sleeve. And he went up to Beckham and said, hey, we can pull this deal off. But let's just cut our losses now with Phil Neville. We could bring in another guy who would relate more to our ace. And, I, and I'm pretty sure he probably told David Beckham, I think we could pull something off here and change the game and elevate the sport in different ways that even Pelé or when, even when David Beckham came to the MLS at the time in 2000, what was it, 2006, 2008? So, yeah, so <laughs> that's my thoughts on the Phil Neville situation. But I also like to point out that right before he got fired, he, like, snapped out a reporter. <laughs> so I think he already knew the the end was near, and after their, their loss, you know, he also got the early – early season exit. All right, we'll move on to our last and biggest story, which again falls into Miami. You already know what it is. Messi to inner Miami. Um, you know, this was a story we talked about on your podcast, I think all the way back when we were talking about the World Cup. Uh Final, so it's been kind of rumored for a couple of months about if it's actually was serious or just kind of a hype machine. Um, but it was confirmed last week that um, he will indeed sign and play for Inter Miami. Why did Messi choose MLS? Um, Messi had options outside of MLS, including a return to Barcelona and a one billion dollar payday from a Saudi Arabian um, league. He said, after the winning the World Cup and not being able to return to Barcelona, it was my turn to go to the League of the United States to live football in another uh, another way. Major League Soccer reportedly put together a deal for Messi that includes a percentage of sales from Apple's MLS season pass, a percentage of Inter-Miami's shirt sales, and an ownership stake in the club. Uh, that's similar to what David Beckham got in 2007. Messi will roughly make $53 million annually. 
soonest Messi can realistically play for Inter Miami is July 8th against DC United, but the Athletic has reported that Messi could make his domestic um, debut in the League's Cup on July 21st. What was your initial reaction to hearing um, Messi to MLS? Well, if I'm going to keep it a buck, um, my initial reaction was lukewarm only due to the fact that I remember what you're talking about. That Yeah, I think that might have been one of the first times you were on my podcast, Rambling Runoff, where that was one of the first questions you asked me, like, hey, what about this messy deal? And I said, I don't know. It, it seems up in the air. And that was my same reaction again. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to believe it because I don't know if you recall, during the World Cup, during a, a Fox broadcast, one of the play-by-play announcers started saying, oh, we're hearing reports. Messi is going to Miami. It's a done deal. But what happened from Messi's camp? Crickets. Nothing. No one said a thing. His representation, nothing. His Instagram, nothing. Uh, I believe his father, as uh, one of his re- representatives, his manager, per se, he heard nothing. So it was like, all right, are, are we getting duped again or what's going on? But, you know, leading up to, to the announcement, you know, people were just like slinging headlines left and right. CBS, ESPN. Um, Fabrizio Romano, who's pretty consistent with his, uh, how would you say, you know, his announcements or his reporting, you know, was all over the place. He was saying that Saudi Arabia was a deal. And then a couple days later, it was going to be Barcelona again. But uh, it didn't end up happening that way. So, yeah, Messi to enter Miami. Uh, and then after that, a friend of mine was like, hey, you need to check this out, bro. I was like, what? He's like, dude. Messi to Miami. I'm like, I know, I saw, but I don't think it's real. And he's like, no, it's for real. It's not like maybe 30 minutes I had heard about that. So he was like, all right, check it out. I looked at it and I was like, damn, it's for real. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like everything is messy right now. Everything is all messy. And once, um, you know, on their Instagram, they they posted a footage. I was like, wow, like this is insane. And what's more insane is that. Inter Miami is just collecting hella, hella social media buzz everywhere you go. Let me see. Let me pull it up. Go on my Instagram real quick. Like, I don't even follow Inter Miami, and I have them up on my Instagram as one of my top searches. I keep checking. They had about 200, 600,000 followers on Instagram before Messi signed the deal or said anything. They currently have 8.1 million followers. And to my knowledge, at, at, at the moment of this recording, I think they are either the fifth or fourth most followed Instagram account in regards to U.S. United States athletics, pro sports. Uh, number one, I believe, is the Warriors. And I think number two is the Lakers. Um, I think they even have more followers than the damn Cowboys. Like, that's how big of a deal this is. In the soccer community, at least. Um, and a few uh, stragglers who are curious uh, to know about Mr. Lionel Messi. But yeah, dude, it's it's gnarly. It's insane. Uh, I think we were me and you more we're more or less the same age, and I think we're we were just too young to fully understand the impact of David Beckham when he came. And of course, we were not born yet when Pele came. But I, I like to assume that this is bigger than even when Pele came to the NASL back in the 70s to come play for the New York Cosmos. So it sounds like a good time. I hope it's a good time. But yeah, the the deal about this doesn't make any sense either. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you you have it right there in front of you, a bunch of articles reading. He's going to get some Apple TV deal money. He's going to get some Adidas money, which he's sponsored by. And here's a quick tidbit of info. At Barca, I believe their jerseys are made from Nike. So now you got, you get them out of a Nike jersey. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I think Barca and PSG were Nike. So you get them out of Nike. Now you get them in full Adidas, which he's a main sponsor for. And he's going to get paid from the MLS to be playing. Dude, that's just insane. That's insane. And even though it's not the $1.3 billion from from the Saudi Arabia League, this money is going to be invested. It's going to go down the line. And yeah, and, and just for more information for everyone to hear, 
he didn't go to Saudi Arabia because his wife just said, I don't want to go there. And that was probably the secret trip that they went for back like a couple months, about a month or two ago. He went on a, oh, what's the word? Like a, a unrestricted or like a unauthorized, there we go, unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia without PSG's knowing with his family for like about a week. And PSG was like, nah, can't be doing that. And then that was when he informed him, like, yeah, I'm probably not coming back anyway. And they're like, okay, that's cool. But I'm, I'm assuming, and people were assuming, as they went, they checked it out. His family was like, nah, we can't do it. But other benefactors to him probably coming to the U.S. as well is that Argentina's going to be playing a, a couple of friendlies over here in the United States. Uh, we got Copa America coming here. The World Cup's going to come here. We're going to have the Olympics as well. Uh, he might not play in the World Cup by, what is it, 2026? Eight, one of those two, <laughs> um, but he are he's already more or less ruled out a chance of him playing in one of those tournaments. But dude, it's messy. He he's gonna be down in South Beach chilling. Hopefully, I mean people are gonna know who he is. But yeah, it's a big deal, man. Sorry if I talk long. The second part, I guess I'd ask you is, how good do you think Messi will be in MLS? Okay, I've also been following this as well from all the pundits, and they make a lot of good points. Everyone from Fox, ESPN, Univision, Spanish Channel for everybody, um, they make a lot of good points that the MLS, although quality wise and strategic wise, it's not the best. It's not competitive in regards to the top five leagues in Europe. But what most of the people that come overseas do say about the league is that it's physical and it's fast. And I think that's just due to the fact that you have a lot of young men, probably from college, and you also have a, a lot of young men from Central America, South America, north of the border, south of the border, wherever they may come from, trying to make a name for themselves, and they play aggressive, and they play fast because they're hungry. And like I said, the quality isn't there, but their spirits are so, so high. And someone like Wayne Rooney, who now coaches for DC United, um, you know, gave his opinion about it. He was already warning Messi, like, it's going to be rough. Cause not just about the physicality and the speed, but the travel, you know, the it's totally night and day in comparison to how the systems are. I mean, it's gotten way better than what past MLS players have said. Like, you know, you look at places like Atlanta United where these fancy stadiums, the fancy locker rooms, and, you know, you've had, like, I think it was DeMarcus Beasley. He was doing an interview with some... Thing. He was doing an interview with MLS, um, and he was talking with the interviewer, and he was like, yeah, dude, like, look at all these locker rooms and stuff. Like, back in my day, the, the sauna or the shower was a locker room. Like, now they have all these fancy facilities, and it's crazy. But luckily, you know, Messi's going to a place in Inter Miami where, you know, they have the facilities. They have a lot of, like, you know, well-to-do you know, soccer, well, soccer facilities, soccer equipment that I think Messi will probably fit right in. Hopefully he doesn't get too tired from the travel because I don't think he's had to deal with time change, uh, especially with, you know, the league expanding every other year where, you know, you're an East Coast or West Coast team and you have to, you know, do that back and forth travel. So we'll have to see how Messi holds up when he has to go play on turf in Vancouver and when it's, 1 p.m. over there, and then he comes over here, and it's like, was it 9, 10 a.m. over here in the morning? It's like, whoa, what happened? So I don't think, I don't know. I, it just depends on how Inter Miami, you know, takes care of him as well because he could probably do well with the travel. And like I said, he's probably cutting down on travel just due to the fact that Argentina is going to play a lot of friendlies over here. They're going to be spending a lot of time in the United States. So, his travel time will probably be cut down, but let's see how his legs compete with him or allow him to run. Because right now, even when he was at PSG, he wasn't doing a lot of running. He's not doing a lot of defending either. But over here in the MLS, yeah, it's, it's physical. So I think if Inter Miami does this right, they won't have to have him run a lot. Um, Because his skill alone will help one, two players on the field. They already have Rodolfo Pizarro, 
They already have Joseph Martinez. They have Capania as well, who's really good. But uh, I think they might have to get rid of some of those people. I mean, that's a discussion for another day. Unless you want to talk about it now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Messi holds up uh, with the physicality, the speed, the travel, you know, just the, the different daily operations of the MLS and how it works here. All right. There's a third tier question, um, you know, that stems off of this. We'll get to that later, which is how good will Inter-Miami be the rest of the season? We will talk about that more when we talk about all the MLS teams later. We will move on to CONCACAF Champions League final. Uh, about a week or two now, Lyon won the first leg two to one against LAFC. Um, and then they would go on to win the second leg one nil, winning the championship three one on aggregate and taking it from your rivals, LAFC. What did you think about the final? Well, I'm not very well to do for uh cheering for opponents. I'm so happy those foods lost. Like, I do not like LAOC. They don't like me either. They don't know who I am, but they don't like me. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that they lost. I, I don't think I'd be able to live in a world where LAFC were champions of our soccer region, you know, in regards to, uh, in relation, or in connection to UEFA Champions League. So I'm glad that they are not our champion or representative in the Club World Cup. So we have Club Leon, you know, luckily they were able to win that that first game 2-1. to one. It should have been 3-0, but I don't know what happened there. The ref kind of beat them to the punch, in my opinion. And then, yeah, in that second leg, 1-0, that was it. LAFC had a bunch of chances, but they couldn't get it in the back of the net, unfortunately. So luckily, yeah, um, Leon are your CONCACAF Champions League victors, and they will be going to the Club World Cup. But uh, yeah, I'm just glad that uh, that ended in that favor. Also, I like to point out as well, there's no more Champions League. Uh, they have now rebranded it as the Champions Cup, right? Is that what it is? So we'll have to see how how that works out. They've had, they're adding basically a bunch of teams. It's still knockout stages. Um, but yeah, you got representatives from Central America, the Caribbean, North America. So yeah, it's gonna be a good time. All right, move up over to another cup that's still going on. U.S. Open Cup. Um, we had third-round games wrapping up. FC Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh Riverhounds, who beat the Columbus Crew in the previous round to get there. Um, FC Cincinnati took a pair of business 3-1. to one. Houston Dynamo beat Chicago 4-1. Inter-Miami, who just been talking about are still alive in that one one nil beating birmingham legion of usl and real salt lake beat your la galaxy three to two real salt lake went up three nil galaxy came back um to score two but still ultimately um left defeated and that was also the game chicharito got yeah, injured um do you remember anything from that match well, I remember um, freaking out because we were losing 3-0 and we had players from RSO trying to do bicycle kicks on us. And then just out of nowhere, we scored two goals. I'm like, where was this earlier, guys? Like, come on. Like, I know we just had a traumatic experience earlier in the game, but, like, come on, fools. Like, like kind of, you know, get it together a bit here, guys. But, um, you know, I was a little happy that they were able to get those two goals. But, you know, now I was on the edge of my seat hoping to get that third one to get into extra time. It didn't end up happening, but it's okay. I mean, it was a good run. I did, I don't know. It just it still kind of hurts, in my opinion. I honestly thought they, I don't know. It, there's a lot of factors, you know, either, you know, the injury to Javier Hernandez was too de detrimental early on for them or, you know, just they turned it on at, at the best and worst moments. And, you know, that's just the way the game ended. And I honestly thought they were going to get that third one. They were putting a lot of pressure on RSL's defense. But RSL started backing up and kind of semi-parking the bus. But we couldn't break through. 
But uh, yeah, um, in regards to the other matchups as well, Miami. I mean, if if you saw the highlights of that Birmingham crowd, there was a lot of people there thinking. I think they thought Messi was about to roll up because I think it was the same day it was announced. By the way, that Messi was going to Inter Miami, so there's a large Birmingham crowd out there in Alabama. So I think people thought Messi was about to roll up, but he didn't. But even then, they Miami struggled to get that one nil score on them. But uh, yeah, um, I'm excited to see how Inter Miami goes uh, going up against uh, F- um, FC Cincinnati. Yeah, well, the semifinals take place Wednesday, August 23rd. First game's at seven, like you said. FC Cincinnati versus Inter Miami. That one's in Cincinnati at TQL Stadium. Dynamo versus Real Salt Lake is the second game at Shell Energy Stadium. Again, that's Wednesday, August 23rd. It'll be interesting uh, to see if that's important enough of a game for Messi to play in or not. Well, I'd like to point out, do you imagine Inter Miami wins this game against Cincinnati? Then they they play in the final, and you have Messi ho- hoisting the U.S. Open Cup as his first championship as an Inter-Miami player. Dude, that'd be freaking crazy, bro. Yeah, we'll see. They're still in it. Um, It might take Messi to win, considering uh, FC Cincinnati at the top, top club right now. But we'll move on to our next story, which is the United States men's national team is back um, tomorrow. USA vs. Mexico, June 15th, Las Vegas, Nevada at Allegiant Stadium. Like I said, US versus Mexico, 10 p.m. Paramount Plus Division. Um, US men's national team takes on Mexico with spot and Concrete Nations League Championship match on the line. Um the U.S. men's national team continues his quest to claim a second consecutive CONCACAF Nations title when it takes on Mexico in the second semifinal Thursday, June 15th at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Other semifinals in Las Vegas, Canada faces off against Panama. Winners will meet in both. Um, winners will meet in the CONCACAF Nations League final on June 18th at 8.30 p.m. Um, with a third-place match taking place right before. What are your thoughts on the upcoming men's national team game? Well, I'm hoping for a good showing, uh, considering that, you know, the U.S. is defending champs. Um, up front for the U.S., we're going to have Jesus Ferreira, Ricardo Pepe. We got Weston McKinney up in the mix. We got some some newer faces like Luca De La, De La Torre in there. But of course, we got our guy, Captain America, Christian Pulisic. You know, hopefully they can hold it down. Uh, like I said, I'm hoping for a good showing for them. Let me see who else is on the squad. Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. They're they're pretty solid in goal. So it's not Sean Johnson, the heck. But I know Matt Turner's there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope I'm really hoping that they play good against Mexico. It's going to be really weird considering they don't have a head coach as well, like a real head coach. So fingers crossed that, you know, they show out against Mexico. You know, that's your your rival, your your neighbor. And those are very important. So I'm going to keep it there because I'm going to get too excited and just be like, oh, like you guys got to beat them. Considering, you know, the, the final last year was just bonkers and insane. So I'm hoping for a good showing. Uh, I'm hoping Christian Pulisic gets on the score sheet. Maybe if they get a lot of corners, Wes McKenney gets a header in. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What what do you what do you think is going to happen in this match? Well, I was going to bring out that they're friendly in um, April was a one-one draw. Um, so it should be a pretty close match again. It's kind of more interesting faces on this team. Like you said, they're kind of bringing back some of the A-listers like Matt Turner and Christian Pulisic, um, the captain. I think they should be able to win. I'm thinking maybe 2-1 United States. Um, 
as it was one one the previous game. Uh and I think I think both teams will score. So I'm thinking two one. Uh United States. And additionally, LA Galaxy got one um player on the team in Jalen Neal and Columbus crew got Aiden Morris um as their defender as their only guy uh and one guy on the team. Um and additionally, this is right before they start the Gold Cup campaign in a couple weeks against Jamaica. Um, do you need final thoughts on the men's team? Oh, quick correction. So Jalen Neal made it to the national team roster, but he's only playing Gold Cup. He's not playing in the uh, Nations League. But hey, shout out to him. He didn't go to the U20 World Cup. So people are like, what the heck is up with that? And that's your answer. He's going to be playing in the Gold Cup. But um, okay, I found the real roster for the um, Nations League, yeah. I guess Sean Johnson. Why is Sean Johnson there? The hell? But um, yeah. I mean, like like you said, we got our a, more or less our A list squad people in here. Tim Weah, um, Serginio Des, Walker Zimmerman, Anthony Robinson, Yunus Musa, Gio Reyna. Um, I said Pulisic, Brandon Aronson, Miles Robinson. Um, let me see. Is there, is he on here? I don't think Tim Ream. Oh, he is no Tim Ream. Ah, he he hurt his hand playing in the Premier League. Still, I don't think he's gonna be coming up in here. Even though he's one of my favorite players, that uh, holds it down in the back line. Uh, him and uh, him and Anthony Robinson have just been great. Um, and then we got our new guy, one of our new forwards, Florin Balongun. I, I don't know how to say his name correctly. But uh, you know, we got him to come to the U.S. So, and everyone's been talking about him. So hopefully, you know, he he does a good job with uh with his uh international debut. So yeah, like I said, I just hope these guys put their batteries in at full power and you know give it to him. All right, with that, we'll move over to. The MLS itself, um, talk about last week's games first. We had Atlanta Unite last Saturday, um, the 10th, and Sunday the 11th. Had a couple games as well. Atlanta United beat DC 3-1. Montreal blanked Minnesota 4-0. They're kind of on a roll right now. Charlotte and Seattle drew 3-3. New England beat Messi's Inner Miami 3-1. Toronto Nashville drew at one apiece. Orlando City blank Colorado 2-0. Um, Columbus Crew beat Chicago Fire 2-1. Um, Cucho Hernandez started off. The, there was no score in the first half. Um, then Cucho Hernandez started off the scoring um, in the 59th minute, putting Columbus Crew up 1-0. Then it took all the way to the 88th minute for Chicago Fire to get the only goal and respond. Um, and it looked like they had given away um Columbus Crew had given away some points and it was gonna be a draw. But then uh in extra time, Lucas Ryan had the ball um beyond midfield. So on Columbus Crew's defending half, he saw that the goalie was off his line and kicked it about a million feet, and the goalie was off his line and couldn't get to it. Um Maybe they were saying a more experienced goalkeeper might have been able to hit it because um you see that the Chicago Fire guy kind of whiffed a couple like once or twice. I don't know if he just wasn't able to reach it or he really could have hit it or not. But um Lucas Aron scored from beyond midfield in the 90th plus um three, so Columbus Crew um would go on to have their third straight win. Um, beating the fire two to one. Did you uh, happen to see a replay of that goal? Yeah, dude, I that was out of pocket. He didn't have to do them like that. <laughs> but that goalie was way off his line, and yeah, he got the game winner just like that. Like that was too easy of a goal, man. Like how are you gonna be out of your goal like that? Like you gotta be a little bit smarter. But yeah, Zion, you know, catching him, catching him slipping out there, man. And yeah, that the game winner from half field. Impressive. Donald Blank, your LAFC have been slipping as of late four to nil. They actually play the Dynamo again um tonight as the only Wednesday game this week. 
Sporting KC has been on a roll. They've been beating it just they beat disappointed on Austin side four to one. Seattle Salt Lake and New York City FC were scoreless. Earthquakes beat Union two to one, and FC Cincinnati Lucas Costa had a nice goal to take the lead, um, one nil in the eighty third minute. But then. Um, FC Cincinnati had a handball in the box, so Vancouver and Whitecaps tied the game um, for the eventual 1-1 score um, in the 89th minute penalty um, to avoid a Cincinnati special, which is a 1-0 victory, but this one ended 1-1. And we'll move on to Sunday's games. We had St. Louis SC against your LA Galaxy 1-1. St. Louis City started off the scoring first, scoring in 68th a minute. But then Galaxy would return on the favor, scoring a late one in the 85th minute. What were your thoughts while watching um, the previous Galaxy games? Well, it was somewhat of a nail-biter considering it was scoreless until, what was it, the 60-something minute? 68th. 68th minute when that one dude just flicked it on over our goalkeeper, Jonathan Bond. And in the, in the first, like... In real time, I was like, damn, like, I feel like you could have saved that. But upon the replay, that shot, that flick came out of nowhere. I don't even think that guy even knew he was going to flick it. It just happened to hit his foot. Who was this? Nicholas Giochini, I think that's how you say it. Um, Yeah, a flick off his foot, a wonder flick, a fluke of a flick, in my opinion. You know, gave him the 1-0 lead. And Douglas Costa, who was somewhat MIA, and part of the game, you know, got a breakaway 2v1, was able to get a cross away, and then Dan- Daniel Aguirre, you know, made a great run into the penalty area and was able to get that the ball into the back of the net. You know, he, he kicked it towards the goalie, but, you know, he was able to, you know, get the ball in, and that's what gave the Galaxy the, the 1-1 draw. And the final game last week, Portland Timbers blanked FC Dallas 1-0, scoring the only goal of the match in the 35th minute. Moving on to the upcoming games this week, we'll start with New York City FC versus my Columbus crew at 3.30 Saturday, the 17th, this coming Saturday. Um, It should be, that one is in New York at the baseball field. Um, Crew should be able to win as... New York CFC are at the, the lower in the East, and they haven't. Really, they've been blanked a couple times recently, um, in their games, or only have scored one goal. They're not a very high-scoring team. Um, Columbus also has just won three in a row, um, which I still think it'll be a pretty good game. I'm predicting two nil Columbus Crew. It could be two one, just like the fire game was. Also, um, Columbus have kind of had stretches where they've had competitive games and won. Um, they've also had some disappointing games, stretches in there too. But um, right now, obviously, they've won the last three in a row. So they're on one of their good stretches. But that doesn't mean it might, uh, especially because it's on the road, doesn't mean it, you know, it might be a blowout. Um, I think I think 2-0 Columbus, but it could also be 2-1 um, is a decent scoreline as well. DC plays Real Salt Lake. I think DC is good enough to take that one. New England versus Orlando is um another pretty good game. Orlando's been um improved a couple slots in the table um the past month or two um, from where they were when they started. New England's still um in like fourth or fifth in the East. I got New England in that one. Nashville, St. Louis. I think Nashville um, is better than St. Louis State, but they have been on a roll recently too. St. Louis is still pretty good, but I got Nashville. Sporting KC, LAFC. Sporting's been on a roll, and uh, I think they can beat LAFC. It's kind of been um, disappointing as recently. Timbers, Earthquakes. Earthquakes have been uh, on have, have had a pretty good season this far too. I've got Earthquakes in that one. Um, G- 
have any thoughts about this Saturday's games? Any that you're looking forward to or think will be competitive? Also, um, you can talk. Your LA Galaxy's next game is six twenty one on that's um this coming Wednesday, a week from tonight, against Sporting KC. So uh, if you'd like to mention some thoughts about that game as well. Oh yeah, I liked how you pointed out that DC uh solid game. Uh, I think DC right now is trying to turn it around, Loki. Um, you know, with the news that Messi's coming in with Rooney at the helm, they've been pl- pretty good in the last five. They've done a loss, a win, a draw, a loss, and a win. So that's a three, six. They got seven points right there. So seven points out of the five games is pretty good, I think. Um, let's see. I want to see that St. Louis Nashville game. You got a team that likes to score and, you know, take a lot of opportunities to shoot. And you got another team with Nashville who, you know, play really good defense, but they got that guy, Honey Mukhtar, you know, reigning MVP. He's pretty good. So we'll have to wait and see how he performs right there. And then we also have Kansas City versus LAFC. And then you're also asking me, what do I think about the Galaxy versus Kansas City? Well, my good sir, I think that the Galaxy will be victorious in this matchup. I don't know how. I'm not going to guess the scoreline because the last time I did, they got demolished. It wasn't even demolished. They lost to Charlotte. So, And I was predicting a, a good scoreline for them. But um, let's see how the team benefits. Um, I think they will be without... I think I, I do think Jalen Neal is going to leave because I think we're after... Nations League is the Gold Cup, as you mentioned earlier. And also, I believe uh, Dejan Jovalic got called up for the Serbian national team. So we're going to be down a striker, another striker. So it's going to be Preston Judd uh, lining it up in the in the front for the Galaxy. But uh, I'm hoping for a good game. I know the supporters will be out and about, you know, supporting their, their beloved team. So hopefully, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And I'm looking at some other Wednesday matchups on here as well, which mostly everybody. Um, let me see. The Atlanta-New York City game looks good. Um, New York Red Bulls versus Charlotte. Orlando versus Philly. Uh, St. Louis-Salt Lake. And then we got uh, LAFC versus Seattle, which should be a, for a good time because they've kind of started a, a little low-key rivalry is there. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, what I got for you. All right, now we'll do a segment that um, I think is pretty good timing as we haven't had an episode in a couple weeks. And it is mid-season right now, right around the mid-season mark in the MLS. We're going to be doing a tier list ranking how we think all the MLS uh, teams will finish. Um, The tiers are the top tiers. Um, teams we think can win the MLS Cup. Second is teams we think will make the playoffs. Uh, third, who will um, teams we think can make the new wild card that will make or will be in the new wild card round. Uh, teams we think will miss the playoffs. And the last tier is the bottom third. Um, start off with Atlanta, um, who's actually a pretty good side. I think playoffs. Would you agree with playoffs? Yeah, I would say playoffs. Uh, they're currently fifth in the East with, uh, what do you got, 28 points. So that's pretty good. Uh, I think, yeah, they're in like in the middle of everybody because behind them is Columbus with 27, uh, Orlando with 26, and then D.C. in eighth with 23. So they have a little bit of a cushion right now, right before the All-Star break. So we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, once we get to August. But, right. Yeah, I think playoffs is pretty good. I'm going to do it where we're going to be switching off. So I get Austin and they get the bottom tier because they've had a disappointing season. This one is Charlotte. Um, What do you think Charlotte will finish? Oh, man. Uh, Charlotte currently, oh, they're in the East now. Oops. Um, They're in 10th right outside a playoff position right behind Montreal who – I don't think Montreal is all that. I remember people were trying to say they were a dumpster fire, but I do think 
Charlotte is a better team than Montreal, so I'll put them in the wild card. This one is Rapids, who are at the bottom of the West. So they're going relegation. My <laughs> Columbus crew, which is you, what you get. Well, they're currently in sixth place with 27 points, somewhere in the same spot as Atlanta. And you, okay, all right. No, 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 no. Go down one. No, no, no. Not MLS Cup. Slow your roll, Jabroni. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you tried. You tried. No, yeah. ML- playoffs. Playoffs for me. All right, we've got Dallas as the next one, and I think they will get in the playoffs. Uh, they're having a better season than last, and I think they're in like fourth or fifth in the East, so I think they're solidly going to be in the playoffs. Next is DC United. I'm going to go playoffs. I know I was putting them on a high horse earlier, but I don't think – they're there yet. I think they're one or two signings away from getting a solid team because Wayne Rooney ain't no slouch. So I think they're like they're there, but they still need one or two more things to get them going. Twenty San Jose, who have had um pretty good season themselves. I think they'll either be playoffs or wild card. So I'll give them the benefit of the eh. I don't know. We'll say wild card just because yeah. We're... Yeah, because they, I, I don't even remember when was the last time they were in the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? Well, last year they were like the one of the worst teams. So. Oh no, yeah, they were pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, let's see what happens. I mean, they're surprising right now. They they had a decent season last year, and then they just fell apart. Yeah, so I, I think wild card is fair. Chicago Fire, miss playoffs. Come on. Because what they are fourteenth in the East, seventeen points. I mean, they're not out of it yet. But as at the moment, it's not looking really good. L.A. Galaxy. Oh, man. Okay, there's only two spots. Okay, all right. No, no, no. Yeah, we're leaving them in last. No, they're not in last. They get I the same they're... treatment as Austin. Disappointing. No, no I want to say they're either going to – I want to say wild card or miss playoffs, not relegation. By the way, we have MLS Cup playoffs, wild card game, Miss playoffs or for fun relegation because yeah, that's well, how bad they are. Last, yeah. All right, Houston Dynamo. Um, let me see. Well, I mean, this one's yours, but they're in seventh, twenty-one points. Uh, and they're only a point behind Vancouver and a point ahead of Portland, SKC, and Minnesota and RSO. I don't know where you want to put them at. I want to say, I, personally, I would say wild card. Okay. We'll throw them in wild card. All right. Your rivals, LAFC. Relegation. Yeah. I don't know. Realistically, probably. Realistically, yeah, playoffs, unfortunately. But uh, they might not get one of the top, like, three spots, at least the way they have them playing. But we'll see how they finish. Especially yeah. not having to play any more nation or Champions, Champions League. Champions League, yeah. No. And then this one is probably the most interesting as it is inner Miami. And this goes back to our previous conversation. How good do you think inner Miami um, will now be once they get Messi playing on the squad? I'm going to say he's going to squeak them in because uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but now everyone wants to sign for inner Miami. There's rumors of Busquets. There's rumors of Di Maria. Yeah, Alba wants to maybe get in on this. It's like, dude, what is happening? But um, I'm gonna say wild card at least. He's gonna help turn them around. Yeah. All right, Minnesota. Um, I think wild card for them. They could make the playoffs entirely as well. But um, the East is pretty competitive. NYCFC miss playoffs. Yeah. See how I don't know, man. I feel like once they got rid of Tati Castellanos, they kind of went downhill. Yeah. Um, disappointing last two seasons. They actually started good last year, then kind of sucked, then kind of came back, and then kind of sucked again. Orlando City FSC. Um, I'm thinking wild card for them. Um, 
I saw them play the crew this year. They came back from two nil to draw two two. Um, they're also they're also slowly getting better too. Um, so I think they are definitely a team that can make a playoff push, and I think they'll at least make the um, wild card round. Portland Timbers. That's rough because they're like. Ugh. As of right now, they they would only make the wild card or miss playoffs. But um, I'm gonna say miss playoffs. Yeah, we've kind of had a couple rough seasons missing. Uh, you have decent teams behind them. Yeah, Minnesota RSL. We'll see how one of the MLS's um, traditional clubs. Uh, can finish the season and, and try to go on with their legacy. Uh, New York Red Bulls. That's a good question. I yours. think they. Eh, I think wild card. If anything, they might maybe miss, but like I think they could push for wild card or. or uh, let me think. Making. Final. Let me see. Well, they're eleventh right now, nineteen points. Yeah. Mm, yeah. We'll move them down to miss. I th- I think they maybe could push for the one of the wild card spots, but since everyone else is doing it, especially because Inter Miami is going to get a lot better, so I th- I think they they'll miss. Hopefully. <laughs> New England Revolution playoffs. Just because they were at the top of the standings for a bit, I mean they're only ten points behind Cincinnati, so they can always make another run. Speaking of FC Cincinnati, uh, got to be play um one of the favorites for MLS Cup right now. Um, you know the first time not being bad um was last year after they got in the playoffs and then made their run all the way to Eastern Conference Finals, losing to Philly, and now they've been first place all the way. Um. See how they finish, and like I said, they're one of the top favorites to win MLS Cup. Real Salt Lake. I'm gonna do miss playoffs. Sporting KC. I miss playoffs, bro. Come on. Even though they're a ninth. (laughs) I don't know. I because the thing with Sporting KC is they've been going on a run recently. Yeah, because they got um Bolilo back. I think at least wild card game. I think they could push for playoffs. So I think at least wild card game. This one is Seattle Sounders. MLS Cup, easy. Because they are currently second, a point behind St. Louis. And speaking of St. Louis, yeah, um, they've been first place all year. Obviously, they had that or, or right around first place, first or second or third. Um, they've had obviously that great start. They've they've been up and down, um, but still mostly up. I think we might as well put them in the cup, but they're probably not as strong as uh, like Cincinnati or even LA, who we could have put in cup, but just because they've been kind of disappointing, I put in playoffs. But they could honestly make a run for the, the cup. Um, LA or St. Louis. This one is Toronto. Oh, is it me? <laughs> um, miss playoffs. They've been pretty bad. Philadelphia Union. Um, will probably make the playoffs. They've kind of been hovering around the top but kind of the middle too they're just they're not as good as they were last year but they're not terrible so i think playoffs um, that's st louis again so white cat wild card all right we go and lastly nashville i think nashville could also be mls cup um as they've been coming on recently and are close to the top of the table in the 
East, they're second. Um, I don't know. Obviously, they're not as good as Cincinnati, but they play each other again in a couple weeks. So we'll see how that matchup goes. But I think you could put them in the MLS Cup category, and it would kind of be legit. Just to recap before we wrap up this segment, in relegation, we had Austin, Colorado, and Galaxy. Miss playoffs, Fire, NYCFC, Portland, Red Bulls, Real Salt Lake, Toronto. Wild card, we had Charlotte, San Jose, Inner, Houston, Minnesota, Orlando, St. Louis, um, yeah, St. Louis, and Whitecaps. Playoffs, Atlanta, Crew, um, D.C., Dallas, L.A., New England Revolution, and Philly Union. MLS Cup, we had four, uh, Cincy, Sounders, St. Louis, and or Nashville. All right, we'll go to our final um, segment, which will recap some tables from around um, a couple other um, U.S. soccer leagues. MLS Next Pro in the East. Crown Legacy are in first with 27 points. New England follows them in second with 25. And Orlando City B is in third with 24. My Columbus Crew 2 is in fourth with 23. New York is in fifth. New York CFC is in sixth. Atlanta 2 in seventh. Union 2 in eighth. Inner 2 in ninth. Fire 2 in tenth. Cincinnati 2 is in 11th. Toronto FC 2 is in 12th. And Huntsville is in last place in the west rapids two have 32 points they're in the um, first place austin fc two has 26 then in second whitecaps two third with 23 points dynamo two are in fourth north texas sc fifth tacoma defiance sixth st louis two and seventh earthquakes two eighth sporting two ninth minnesota united two tenth timbers two eleventh Real Monarchs 12th, Rally Galaxy have 11 points. They're in second to last, but they are above LAFC 2, who is in last, rounding it out with seven points. Move on to the NWSL table. San Diego Wave FC are in first with 20 points and plus six goal differential. Washington Spirit in second, um, also with 20 points. Then third is Portland with 19 Orlando also has 19. Then it goes New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Houston Dash, Orlando Pride, Racing Louisville, Chicago Red Stars in 10th, Angel City 11th, and Kansas City Current rounded out at 12th. And then we'll round it off with USL Championship. Pittsburgh is in first with 26 points in the east. Then it goes Charleston Battery, Tampa Bay, Memphis, Louisville, Birmingham, Indy 11th and 7th, Loudoun in 8th, FC Tulsa, Miami FC, Detroit in 11th, and Hartford rounds out the East in 12th. Sacramento Republic have 29 points. They're first in the West, Paso in 2nd, and San Antonio in 3rd. Then it goes San Diego, Oakland, Monterey, Colorado Springs, Phoenix Rising, New Mexico, Orange City, Rio Grande Valley, and then rounding out in 12th is Las Vegas. And we'll wrap it up with two things. First, what is going on recently uh, over on Rambling Runoff? The moment, uh, we are preparing to talk uh, some Champions League. Uh, the final just happened. Um, we're also going to go over some NBA stuff. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, yeah, we always talk about a bunch of different stuff, you know, in our final segment, NASCAR, hockey, whatever it may be. So, yeah, we're always rambling and running about whatever is happening in the sports news world. So make sure you go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, sometimes on TikTok at Rambling Runoff. And yeah, we're also on YouTube, so sub, subscribe, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's what we got going on at Rambling Runoff. All right. We'll end it off with a Lionel Messi trivia question. What did Lionel Messi sign his first football contract on? An A4 piece of paper, a paper napkin, an actual football, or a Barcelona shirt? Was a Barcelona shirt? It was an A4 piece of paper. 
which is a paper that measures 8.2 to 11.69 inches, only slightly larger than the close equivalent to U.S. letter size, which is 8.5 and 11 inches. All right, and with that, we conclude this episode of Locker Soccer. We hope you enjoy all the MLS games this weekend.